0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by an athlete and an old phrase. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to The Engine. <laughs> a couple years ago, I was really honored to have a mentorship with a student athlete at Cal. He was a rower, and again, I rode at Cal, and I was pleased to give back and chat with him and I went to the auction the they have an annual auction fundraiser auction you know dinner and auction off awesome things and I was chatting with him and I said you know how's everything going he was looking at getting a job in Arizona and doing something in the energy field and you know he had a variety of interests and he said ah you know I got a lot a lot of irons in the fire <laughs> I laughed at it it's pretty loud but it's like what what does that even mean? Like, I don't I don't know, man. It's something my dad says a lot. And I kinda laughed about it. And a lot of irons in the fire. Now here's the thing. I actually have a cousin who does blacksmithing. As random as that is. And he he has literal irons in the fire. So he has a forge and he takes these hunks of hunks of iron and puts them in, heats them up, pounds the hell out of them with this massive hammer. I mean, it's really intense stuff, but blacksmithing is dying. Okay, you don't you likely whoever's listening likely don't know a blacksmith. I randomly only know one because again, he's my cousin and he's he's way into way into this specific trade. It used to be everywhere. We used to need blacksmiths all the time. There used to be, I think, it was like twenty thousand horses in New York City. So if you imagine the number of horseshoes you need, and all of the all of the accompanying equipment, and the you know before the uh, before the industrial age, things like that. I mean, you needed blacksmiths everywhere. So saying I have a lot of irons in the fire was a meaningful thing. Culturally and in our society, and again, the emphasis is: I have a lot of things burning. I have a lot of opportunity. I'm I'm doing a lot of things, but again, it's kind of dying, which is interesting. I said it to my wife recently. She's like, "Wait, what? You have what in the what?" I said, "Irons in the fire." So, I've been thinking about this type of passed down wisdom for a while. Because saying I have a lot of irons in the fire is something that goes back as long as we've been making metal and manipulating it. So it's a valuable thing to think about. But it's it's one of those things where it's no longer finding relevance and purchase in contemporary society. And, and it's really unfortunate because I think it's a valuable point. We just don't see it. You have another one, uh, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Again, I said that to to my wife recently, and she said, what the hell did you just say to me? It's like, well, having something, having one of something is better than having potentially two of something, potentially versus actually. And she said, oh yeah, of course I get it. And I started running down the list of things that I thought about that used to be hyper relevant. Because we would understand the experience verse just conceptually, if you break it all down, it makes sense. Like the, the classic teach a man to fish. Well, when you teach a man to fish, you feed him for his life. If you give him fish, you only feed him for a day. You know, and I, again, I know I reverse that. But the point is, how many people do you know that actually fish for, for food? Like, like literally, their life depends on them catching fish. Not many. And yeah, you could, have, you could have commercial captains, but that's... We're not talking about the literal, hey, let me teach you how to fish so you can get calories for your family. Now, conceptually, we can break that down. But from a literal representation, we don't see that in the world anymore. So you have that. You have the hunter who chases too many rabbits, goes home hungry... Chase one rabbit and you'll get it. Chase one activity, chase one goal, and you'll get that goal. If you chase too many goals, you won't get any of them. That's an important one. Um, There was another one that I was just thinking of. But the point is you, you don't see, oh, we're all in the same boat. If you say we're all in the same boat, everybody kind of understands what that means. But outside of my rowing friends, I've never met people who were literally in the same boat with each other, gearing towards one particular endeavor. Now, again, conceptually, you get it. These these will be lost, these concepts, or rather the sayings, and they will be replaced with newer sayings that make sense. Keep your eye on the ball. That's one that almost everyone knows because ball sports are are everywhere in the United States. I mean, you have baseball, basketball, football, or you drop the ball. Everybody understands what dropping the ball means. So there are things like that that are developing and replacing age-old pieces of wisdom that, that have more relevance. But I was thinking about one recently, uh, the concept that it takes a village. It takes a village to raise, raise a child or people just say it takes a village and it kind of makes sense. Now, I think everybody knows the concept here. It takes a village. You have to have a it takes a lot of people to raise a kid. And yeah, you got your teachers and you got, you know, friends and you got your aunts and uncles and adults and different mentors, things like that, but for us I don't think anyone really We have varying degrees of villages, and I don't think anyone really questions it or or would deny it, but I don't think anybody really understands it either. And that's the unique thing. Nobody denies that it's true, but just kind of like the blacksmithing, nobody really gets it. Because we've never been at a point where we lacked a village. And again, varying degrees. You, you have some people who have more family participation and more neighbor participation. You have other people who don't. But kind of on average, nobody's ever gone uh, without a village f- for a long period of time. Well, here's the thing. Yesterday, with my three boys... Yesterday was probably the hardest, probably the hardest day that I've had parenting and that I've had definitely during, during the shelter in place. It was horrific. It absolutely took me, took me to the limits of my capacity with my kids. And I'm not trying to complain. I'm just reporting. That's what happened. And I. I took a step back and I really wanted to understand why. Once everything calmed down, we got the kids to bed and we were free and clear for about an hour or two before it passed out. And I took a step back and said, okay, look, what happened today? Why did it happen? What could I do? What did I do? You know, all of these different kind of checks and balances because I very much view, view it as my fault primarily as the parent. And the thing I kept coming back to is that our village is completely gone. It's completely gone. I have an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. They normally go to school. They normally see friends. They normally do sports. They normally see our neighbors. They normally go outside and mess around. We normally go to the park. All of the things in our lives that centered around a village and it could be an athletic village it could be an academic village it could be anything those things are gone. But it's it's more than just not seeing people. You can say hey yeah it takes a village and you know loosely it means that it, you need more than one person. But I think a lot of people fall back on like oh I, I need an emergency contact or oh I need you know somebody to bring me dinner. It it goes to understanding the different relationships, not arduous discipline from a teacher, but the different relationships that a teacher might have with a student. And my wife and I, when we're trying to explain a concept or we're trying to reprimand or we're trying to correct a behavior, you know, we, o- we can only do so many different explanations. Right? like I can change the way I do something maybe two or three different ways, but that's it. If you take another adult and have them do the same thing, it could be a completely different take. And they'll have revisions on, on their take of, of how to discipline or do these things. And when you, when you think of it that way, when you think of the interactions that young people get from other adults and other kids – when you think of the interactions that they get and the nuances of relationships and the nuances of learning and and discipline and and again just interaction you realize if each person the kid comes into contact with has a set of 50 different interactions all of which are different than the way you interact with your kid and all of which have three different different modes, right? Like if a teacher is going to reprimand or a principal is going to reprimand or a a parking person is going to reprimand, they each have their own ways of doing it and they each have variations on those ways of doing it. You realize there's just mass of variable stimulus that the village provides. And that allows people to learn. It allows people to understand better. It allows people to... To just get the idea of how to function better. Because that's what we're trying to do as parents. We're trying to raise kids that can function, that can thrive in society. And the way I live works for me. The way I do things works for me. The way I do things is not the way my parents did things. So I am not presumptuous enough to think that the way I do things is necessarily going to be the way that my kids do things. It likely will not. So I think about that phrase, it takes a village. And I think if we hadn't been going through this, my opinion of that phrase, that saying, that kind of ancient wisdom, would stay unchanged, pretty much like, you know... Teach a man to fish. Yeah, look, I get it. I get it hypothetically. But what I really hope is that people revitalize the wisdom in that saying. They come to understand the depth of it and the importance. Not historical importance like irons in a fire. I'm talking about real importance Really important so that you get from friends, that you get from teachers, that you get from everyone around you. That's what's really important. And that's that's the village. And without this shock to the system, I think that saying would have just gone by the wayside. So stay safe. Don't take unnecessary risks. But Try to find your village again. Try to reconnect with them. Because even if you're feeling okay, I guarantee you there are people in your village that aren't. And they may not be saying anything, but they depend on you and they need your help. And you need to be part of that village. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.